Listen, I'm going to cut to the chase. It's been a long time since I have did a Bible teaching of any kind, I think, on here. So, without further ado, grab your Bibles, pen, paper, whatever. Let's get started. Welcome to Woman 31 Podcast. Listen, if this is your first time, thank you guys so much for coming. Um, I am grateful anytime I have opportunity to teach, talk about, minister to when it comes to the Bible, when it comes to the Word of God, when it comes to Christ Jesus. So welcome. Thank you again so much for um coming. Um, This is a safe space. This is a place where the Lord has put a mandate on me to teach the word um, in a digestible way where people can just grow in faith, grow with their love for Christ, and just dive deeper into the word um, and function in their assignment and grow in Christ. So um, I'm grateful. And if you love the Bible, if you love the Lord, you you come to the right place. Listen, if you are new, feel free to subscribe to the mailing list. I would greatly appreciate it. Um, every now and then we'll have some mini teachings. Um, we taught on Ephesians and how to study the Bible. And we're currently talking about Revelation. So I would love for you to join one of those whenever we have another open. Um, and so just subscribe to the mailing list. These are free mini courses, by the way, subscribe to the mailing list so that you are informed. We have Telegram. And so I am just grateful to be able to share the word. Um, And I thank you so much. And if you are returning, thank you so much for putting up with me. So um, this is going to be short. This was a revelation that I received. The Lord gave me, I mean, it was like an aha moment because I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people that's like, I been knew that. But for me, you know, sometimes I take um take make take me a little longer because the Bible is huge and we're not always focused on every little line. And so that's why it's always good to just go through the Bible continually because you'll you'll always be like, I didn't know that. And and you could be a Bible scholar, you know, and and or a theologian and You'd be like, wow, I didn't know that. And so this was my wow. Um, so um, I'm in the book of Genesis. Not in general, but just today. We're in the book of Genesis and around the flood time. So you're looking at chapters five through about seven is when that kind of we, we see the beginning of this um, and really focusing on six and Seven, so Genesis chapter six and seven. I'm gonna read. Um, let me see. I'm gonna read chapter six, verse five, and the ESV version. And it says, "The Lord saw 
that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every intention of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And the Lord regretted that he had made man on the earth and it grieved him in it grieved him to his heart. So the Lord said, I will blot out man whom I have created from the face of the land, man and animals and creeping things and birds of the heavens. For I am sorry that I have made them. But Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. Um, I also want to go to chapters, chapter seven. And I'm going to go to chapter seven, verse four. And it says, for in seven days, so this is God um, talking to Noah. So he says, for in seven days, I will send rain on the earth, 40 days and 40 nights. And every living thing, I want you to highlight that. I'm going to tell you why. But he says, and every living thing that I have made, I will blot out from the face of the ground. And Noah did all that the Lord had commanded him. Now, and um, it says, and Noah was 600 years old when the flood um, of waters came upon the earth. So I'm not going to get into every deep thing. Usually when we do our mini course or we do a Bible teaching where we're going verse by verse, I would have broken down even more stuff in here that um, probably needs to be debunked a little bit um, in the, in the sense of like, we've been taught a certain way and it, you know, um, just people sometimes teach things ignorantly. They don't mean any harm. And so when you start to actually study the word and know the context and know what the scriptures mean, then you're like, oh, wow. So I wish I could kind of break this entire chapter down or chapter six and seven down, but I would strongly encourage you to do your own due diligence. But I'm really focusing on one key thing here. And the reason why I wanted to repeat that is because it's going to be significant with what I'm talking about. So the reason why I wanted to break this down is because the aha wow moment that I got when I read this a while back was the fact that when we see movies, if you've ever seen like a Noah movie, I've seen about two, I think, in my lifetime. When we see these movies, these Noah movies, it's usually depicted as Noah um, trying to get as many people as he can in this ark, right? Because he has control over who comes in the ark. As we can clearly see, God specifically told him what he was going to do. But in the movies... Um, and, and that's why sometimes when you get a good biblical movie, it's like, it, I, I'm so happy because I, I get so discouraged when I see movies that are made for Hollywood um, and not really showing the true scripture. Because if someone is a, a new believer, they might actually believe that there is one book, I mean, one movie I guess I'm going to just put it in here. There's one movie. It's called The Shift. And it is a movie 
um, in uh, the Angel app where The Chosen is. We, you know, if you've seen Chosen, um, it's a really good movie. But there was a key part in that when he because it's kind of mirroring Job's life. And so um, and I'm, I'm, then I'm going to get on the soapbox and go back to where I was. I'm sorry, I'm going on this rant, but um, he, he he's kind of mirroring Job's life. And so he's teaching based off of memory of Job's life. But when he was teaching it, he was saying that like Job's wife died along with everyone else. And it was like, oh, I don't know about that. So that's not that's not what I read in the Bible. Um, that's not what we see. She actually told him he, he need to just curse, curse God and die. You know, she was like, you need to. And that's very significant because even though it's something very little, what happens is, is that if someone is new to faith, they may not understand it. And then when they're seeing something like that, because it's for movies, they may believe that. And some people might think, oh, Latoya, that's not a big thing. Why are you focusing on something? It's a very big thing because it can alter someone's thought process moving forward in other things. So let me go back to Noah. I'm going to go back to Noah. So when we see movies and we, if you've ever seen a Noah movie, you see this man telling everybody, trying to get everybody to go on the ark and people are making fun of him, and they don't want to go. And he ends up going with his family and of course, bringing the animals two by two, that kind of thing. Um, and, and bringing um, what the Lord had instructed him. That's what we see in movies, right? But the truth of the matter is, if you look at the scriptures, um, now, if a rabbi is teaching something, they may have different, more books and more references and stuff like that. So, you know, but if we're looking at just the scripture, just the Bible, there's nowhere in there where Noah's speaking at all. As a matter of fact, um, there is no dialogue. It's, it's as far as like back and forth with Jesus, um, with God, sorry, with God and Noah. It is only God instructing him on what to do. Noah is not talking. He doesn't talk to like after the flood. That is very significant. When I read um, chapter seven and verse four, I wanted to read that because God also said that he is going to destroy everything. Let me see. Let me go back. For in seven days, I will send rain on the earth, 40 days and 40 nights and every living thing that he has, he will blot out every living thing. That means every living thing. So he didn't say, Hey, Noah, try to witness and see if you could get as many people as you can on this ark. It's very, very clear. You also see an example of this with Lot. He wasn't going out and telling people, yeah, come with they he why is this why does this matter, Latoya? The revelation that I received was that the the, the Lord ministered to me and I just had to share was the fact that and I and, and I was and I had a release to share it. I felt a peace to share it, is because some things the Lord will give you and he is not telling you to tell people. He might be telling you to cultivate that word. He may be telling you to hold on to that word. There's a lot of people, and I'm especially looking at like YouTube. 
Because there's a lot of people that have these YouTube platforms. And listen, we're not robots. So you can share stuff. I'm not saying like don't share anything. But I'm talking specifically when the Lord's giving you something. And, you know, you have people that are sharing their dreams and stuff like that. And they're like, the Lord gave me this. And some things aren't for the world to know. Some things are only for the body of Christ to know. Some things may be only for your household to know. And some things may be for you to hold on to for a season until he releases you to share share it. You know how many dreams I've had of leaders that I, that I can call on the phone or email or whatever. I, they, to this day, they don't know I had a dream about them. To this day, the Lord did not release me. He has released me with some, but I'm very mindful when it comes to that. Um, There was a young lady, beautiful young lady, and years ago, she had, no, it's like maybe a year or two ago, she had a dream about me, and she gave me the dream. She didn't know the interpretation. Bad idea. That's bad. That, that means you weren't released to share the dream. You should always make sure that if the Lord gave you a dream about something or somebody, you need to have an interpretation of it. Before you send it out. Now, um, sometimes I'll make a mistake and I won't interpret. Usually I only do that with people that are like my and my close knit family. And then I'm probably trying to map it out with them and see like, hey, what's going on? Or this is what, you know, is this literal or figurative? Like what's going on? But if it's somebody outside of that, I'm very slow to, to sharing those things. And so. And she shares, she shares this dream with me and no interpretation. She doesn't understand it. Her leader released her to share it with me, which was another mistake. And so I'm walking around here like, oh my gosh, what, what's going on? And it was actually a lot of it lined up with my goal. So then I was really confused. Long story short, the Lord had gave me word. He gave me some words of, of wisdom and um, got me out of that confusion state. He's not the author of confusion. And he gave me peace. And the, the woman, even though she's a lovely woman, sweet woman, definitely had a dream, you know, not denying that. But it wasn't the right time to release it, nor did she have an interpretation for it. And the reason why you have to know that is because some things can cost somebody their lives or something could happen because you release something in the wrong timing. Or if you have a platform and you think, well, the, the Lord gave me that. Now, again, if you're just creating content and you just feel impressed to, to share something, that's, the, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about when the Lord gives you a word. And a lot of times people like to say the Lord gave me this or the Lord said this to put weight on them. To be like, well, you should listen to me because the Lord told me this. And it's very important that we understand that we have to move according to God's timing, not our timing. You can really mess some stuff up when you do it. Could you imagine if Noah would have tried to get other people to come on? I'm pretty sure they saw him building the ark. They were probably talking about it, probably asking him questions. Don't know what he was doing. It's not, we don't know. But could you imagine if he brought somebody else on that boat? That was corrupt and wicked. And listen, there was still corruption after this, this flood. We see that with Ham, right? But could you imagine 
He would have been out of order. The, because the Lord, when the Lord gives you an instruction, stick to the plan. We see that in Kings. Um, I think it's second Kings. I forgot what chapter we see that in Kings though, with the young prophet and the um, older prophet. You got to stay on the course. I want to read this. Um, this was good. This was some commentary that I, that I found. I thought this was good. It said, um, I'm going to start. Noah said nothing throughout the entire course of the flood narrative. Indeed, Noah is the only major figure involved in an extended biblical event to whom no words are attributed in the course of that event. The point is that this obedience was expressed by his actions. Now there are, um, there's two verses we're going to cross-reference. One is going to be Peter. So he says, I'm still reading the commentary. Peter referred to Noah as a preacher or some translations might say herald of righteousness. Okay, so it doesn't mean preacher, it, it, preacher of righteousness, but it was more like his actions. It wasn't like he was, even though that word can mean proclaim. Um, but it's a different Greek word from the messenger that we see with, um, like John the Baptist who would preach the gospel. It's a different word, but it's still kind of, you know, it, it, it's along the lines of the same thing. He's a preacher, messenger or whatever, but this says preacher of righteousness. And yet as far as the text records, he never said a word. He never said a word. I would think that if he was evangelizing to people during this time, it would have been documented. That that would have been something that is kind of a big deal that would have been put in the Bible. Um, let's keep going. And the writer of Hebrews emphasized the evangelistic ministry of Noah as extending from his actions. It's quoting in reverence, Noah prepared an ark by which he condemned the word, the world. Sorry. Let me repeat that. In reverence, Noah prepared an ark by which he condemned the world. Him be preparing the ark was condemning the world. Him preparing the ark was witnessing. And that could be found in Hebrews eleven seven. And then it, it closes by saying, similarly, believers today need to follow up their words of evangelism with actions. Let me repeat that. Similarly, believers today need to follow up their words of evangelism with actions. You see, sometimes... It's not what you say, it's what you do. It's your fruit. You have so many people in these YouTube streets. I like YouTube because, I mean, I've, I've set my algorithm, so I'm only listening to certain stuff. But you have some people in these streets, and they just, they talk about meaningless stuff. 
just to be talking. Listen, we're not robots. So you can have content and you can create like I'm sharing this. It's not like um, the Lord told me not to or to. I got revelation. I felt a peace in my spirit to share it. I don't share everything, of course, like, a, you know, but I felt a peace to share it. But you, you, there's so many people that just share everything. They share their dreams. You know, the Lord gave me a dream. Okay, but did the Lord tell you to, to tell people or did you just want to create content to make yourself sound like I, I have an antenna that's directed to God? You don't have to share everything, especially dreams about like celebrities. And we already know that they're messed up. Like people just, can we stay focused on the word of God? Can we stay focused on the word of the Lord? Can we stay focused on Christ, on the Holy Spirit, on the heavenly father? Why aren't people talking about that? Why aren't people talking about how we can change our habits and our lifestyle so that we can strengthen our spirit man? So I wanted to just share the importance of cultivating the word of God. Yes, he's going to give you a word to release. He's definitely going to give you a word to release. But when he doesn't tell you to release it and you don't feel the peace to in your spirit, cultivate it. Wait on it. Pray on it. Sit on it. He might be giving you a word for just your household. He might be giving you a word just for you. He might be giving you a word for just the body of Christ. That's why I have stuff that I share here. And then I have stuff that I share only in my Bible study group or only on Telegram. So I pray that this was a blessing. I pray that this encouraged you um, to really just be mindful of what the Lord is telling you in this season. And don't feel pressured to do something because of like, like peer pressure or competition or what you look like. I pray this was a blessing. Sorry, I, I kind of cut my music in too soon. <laughs> Bless you. Stay encouraged. If this blessed you, share it. Study. Study the word. Connect with me. Contact at LatoyaMorris.com. Subscribe. Can't wait to see, hear you again. Bless you.